Hey everyone, thanks for tuning in to the third episode of our brand new podcast, Free the Families. I'm Kal Sharamalingam, one of the co-presidents of the Dublin High School Amnesty Chapter. I'm Shahil Patel and I'm the second co-president of our Amnesty Chapter. Today's third episode will be a little bit different. We'll be featuring a guest speaker, Mr. Vinnie Bacon, who is a current Fremont City Council member and also a candidate who's running for the Alameda County Board of Supervisors in District 1. We'll be having Mr. Bacon on to talk about the national issue of humanitarian abuse going on at ICE detention centers along the border, but we'll also be touching upon local law enforcement and local ICE problems and how ICE actively deals with local communities. Stay tuned. Let me get my video going here, sorry. <laughs> no worries. All right, how are you guys doing? We're doing well, how about yourself? Uh, Going a little crazy, but hanging in there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, we've seen uh, your signs all across Dublin here. So oh, good, good. <laughs> yeah, wish you the best. I have, some, I have some good volunteers there that are getting them all out. So yeah, yeah. Doing what we can. So anyway, yeah, I got your email and was very appreciative of uh, what you guys are doing. So yeah, um, essentially, like our kind of um, goal is to kind of raise awareness about kind of ICE and you know immigration and. You know, especially get coming from the lens of like a local politician, you know, it's always going to add in two cents and uh, getting it to Dublin High School, uh, Foothill, you know, getting it to schools yeah. across the county as well. is going to be a valuable experience, in my opinion. And uh, that's pretty much what we're going for here. Okay. Yeah, this is something I mean, well, first of all, the the fact of what they were doing at the at the border was just atrocious. I mean, absolutely, yeah. you know, separating kids from their parents. It's just some some equivocated it to torture, which yeah. you know, I you know that that's hard to argue against. Um, yeah, and locally, um, so I know in Fremont, you know, I was actually when I first talked, uh, I'll just give you a little background of what I know about all this. It's not a lot, you know. We don't deal with this a lot as a, a elected official, a local elected mm -hmm. official. Yeah. Right. Um, but I was surprised. I first met with our police chief. This was like three or four years ago. And, um, you know, he came in to talk about this and I thought, oh God, this is gonna, I'm gonna disagree with him about this. And then he, what he said was that we don't wanna deal with ICE. That was his reply. Mm -hmm. um, you know, again, this is the Fremont police chief who's not, you know, this bastion of liberalism. Um, he said, we don't wanna deal with ICE. And the reason is, is because I guess cities can get sued um, if they try to hold somebody and ICE says, oh, we want that person, hold them for a few days while we come and pick them up. And then we, uh, what is it, a 48 hour or 72 hour hold, I believe, is the yeah. maximum we can put on them. And if we exceed that, the city can get sued. So that was where he was coming from. Also, what he said was uh, very interestingly, if immigrants feel like you know they're gonna get deported or sent to ICE, um, then they won't cooperate with police at all. Right. You know, and they may okay. need to be a, a witness to a, you know, a crime. They may need to, you know, uh, they may be subjected to spousal abuse. You know, they're, uh, they may be, uh, uh, you know, experiencing crime or a witness to crime. And uh, uh, if they think that their local police department is reporting people to ICE, they will simply not cooperate at all. And of course, what the police want is yeah. they want people cooperating <laughs> right, right. Um, with, with the police. You know, that, that makes sense. So. Um, but one of the things I know, uh, um, so that, that's kind of where I'm coming from as a uh, um, Fremont City Council member. Right. And of course, as you may know, it was like a year or two where there was a real push to get uh, sanctuary city status. Mm -hmm. And we actually okay. did, uh, um, not only did I make a referral to that, which passed unanimously, mm -hmm. um, and there was debate in our Human Relations Commission as whether to be a... Um, 
what did they call it? A, well, we are a compassionate city, or I think there was a welcoming city, um, yeah. but it was, you know, the, the Human Relations Commission, I, I noticed they were kind of waffling, but finally they came out and they said, no, sanctuary city. And it's really just that word that uh, yeah. uh, that trips people up. And I, I asked in that meeting, uh, I was very point blank because our police officer, our police chief was kind of like, uh, I don't know about this. And I asked him point blank, I said, you know, if we do this, what will change about your policing policies? What will you have to change uh, now that we've done this? And he equivocated a bit and I, I basically said, okay, I'm gonna take that as a no. Yeah, I mean, I guess kind of the question is, you know, when we think about ICE, you know, we always think about, you know, at the border and kind of like yeah. a national issue, but I guess um, more on like a local level, right? Like as an elected, local elected official, to what capacity do you kind of deal with um, local law enforcement about ICE? And, you know, I know you're talking about Sanctuary City as well, right? Yeah. So how, how much, what does that day-to-day -day kind of involvement look like with? Uh, well, again, it's, it's basically, so what we control as the council or if I should make it to the Board of Supervisors, what I would control there is uh, we control the policy of whether our police departments cooperate with ICE. Mm -hmm. And again, I was kind of with Fremont, it was a, a fairly good in that we did not cooperate with ICE. And again, the Sanctuary City thing was mainly symbolic. Right. Um, you know, it really, it did not change our policing policies, but we as the Fremont Police, we do not cooperate with ICE. Mm -hmm. We don't, you know, uh, share data with them. Um, and now at the county level, I have to admit, I'm not exactly, you know, familiar. I'm not in the right. privy to a lot of the, the, yeah. the things that the, they do. Mm -hmm. A lot of that is, you know, not public record, but they do. Our sheriff has a track record of working with ICE. And basically, if they find people that they think uh, could be, you know, are not legal, uh, they may refer them over to ICE. Um, and uh, they okay. may share data with ICE. Uh, again, I don't know exactly what their policy is, but that is something that if I'm elected, most definitely I will be looking into that and doing what I can do right. to get ICE out of, uh, that we do not cooperate with ICE. Right, so uh, I guess this is kind of like a new angle, right? So so local cities so have the ability to kind of push away or just turn away ICE if and sh stop sharing their data with them, or is that how it Yes, works? yes, okay. it's what level of data, what we cooperate. Uh, one of the things, uh, interestingly, we did a, um, a license plate reader program, mm -hmm. which I had, I did vote for that um, uh, because I do think it is a useful tool by the police. Um, but you know, it basically attracts like who's getting on the freeway so they can check things like that. Okay. But the question is, um, what is done with that data? Is that data shared with ICE? Okay. And uh, I was insistent that, you know, we get that data, we keep it for 30 days and then we delete it. And we do not share it uh, as a matter of policy with, with any other organization, mm -hmm. because that's the key. I mean, and if you think about it, the police, I mean, if I want to investigate you, if I think either of you are guilty of a crime, the police have all sorts of data. They, they could tap your phones. They can, you know, they, they, can, they can get lots of data. They can put a tail on you. You know, if they really think you're doing something, they can investigate you. So we do trust our police. You know, I'm not yeah. saying that's a good thing. Um, but right now, you know, we trust our police with a lot of sensitive data. They can do credit checks, look at your finances. You know, they, if they really want to investigate you, a lot of that stuff can be done without a warrant. You know, there are a lot of things, of course, that do require a warrant. Um, but, uh, but again, yeah. I, I, so it's who we share that data with. And if ICE is coming and asking for data, and my understanding from what I've heard is our sheriff, uh, Sheriff Ahern, is willing to cooperate with ICE 
Okay. Has ICE ever asked for the data or is it just a, a hypothetical? No, uh, they will They will work with what organizations cooperate with them. Um, okay. You may have heard like in Oakland, uh, they came in and they wanted to work, uh, they were doing a sweep in Oakland. Um, and Mayor, Schaff, Mayor Libby Schaff, she did a good thing. She basically sent out a warning. <laughs> And said, so just so you know, I don't know if you may have heard about this, you know, this was, I think, a year or two ago. Um, but yeah, and then, you know, Trump, I think, you know, spoke all sorts of bad things about her. Um, but yeah, she, that was, a, a, but they will, they will definitely work with organizations that will work with them. Mm -hmm. so, and it's something like, you know, I'm obviously on the federal level, um, you know, if the federal, if the FBI came and said, hey, Fremont Police, we are investigating something in your city. You know, we would like to work with you on this. The city would, would cooperate um, and they should, you know, that, that you know, um, or, you know, or, you know, some instance of domestic terrorism or something like that. Yes, the police will cooperate with federal uh, agencies, mm -hmm. but not, they shouldn't be cooperating with ICE, so. Yeah, I guess kind of um, as a council member of Fremont, right, you, you kind of, um, symbolically speaking, it was a sanctuary city, but what does that really entail, right? When you make a city a sanctuary city, like coming from like a legal perspective, I mean, is that, do you have experience with that as like a- It's basically, like I say, it's far more symbolic than okay. anything. Okay. Um, and it basically just says that, you know, we are going to treat people, uh, you know, we're not gonna, you know, work with ICE. Um, we're, okay. we're a welcoming okay. city. We're not, you know, gonna, we, we welcome our immigrants and we're not gonna, you know, go out of our way uh, yeah. to make immigrants feel uncomfortable here. Uh, we're not yeah. gonna, you know, report them to ICE or try to get them kicked out of the country. Mm -hmm. um, and it really, and like I say, it's funny, there are some people who are just irate over this. Mm -hmm. And uh, years later, the, I forget the sanctuary city, I think it was two or three years ago, it was quite some time. And the people that have harassed me about it, I say, has there been a spike in crime? You know, because that's their thing is that we're not letting murderers yeah. go free and we don't prosecute for anything like, you know, and I'm like, has, has there been an increase in crime in Fremont? And of course, the answer is no, there's not been. Oh, yeah. So, uh, you know, uh, um, and again, like I say, I asked the police chief, what will you do differently if we do this? And he said nothing. So <laughs> uh, it was really a symbolic thing, but uh, oh, it ticked off a lot of people. <laughs> and but I think it is an important statement of what we've, you know, we said, yeah. and we said to the federal government, we will not cooperate with you. Um, there are other okay. cities like, you know, I don't know if you know my opponent, um, he is, yeah. uh, was at a meeting and said, Dublin will never be a sanctuary city and actually suggested that oh, okay. be supported. Uh, we are vastly apart uh, yeah. on that. Just as an FYI, I don't wanna make this about my campaign. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, but, you know, a lot of cities are, you know, they're, they're saying something when they're saying we will not yeah. be a sanctuary city, so. Yeah, okay. Um, I guess like kind of, we just wanted this to be like a short little brief meeting, but um, I guess kind of focusing on your campaign, I mean, it is mm -hmm. kind of, um, you know, this election season, it's kind of important. Um, what do you kind of feel like is the message that, you know, voters are kind of getting from um, that stance and how that's going to mm -hmm. shape like local politics in the next like, you know, few years as well? I don't really know exactly where, uh, I don't really get your question, uh, but I'll just say like, you know, the two big things in this uh, election are um, that, that I'm banking on anyway, are the fact that I'm the Democrat in the race. Um, okay. My opponent, he's an ex-Republican and, uh, you know, he's met with groups like the Oath Keepers. I don't know if you're familiar with them. He actually was a headline speaker at one of their events. 
um, which is just like unconscionable. Yeah. I don't know, you know. Uh-huh. Um, and there at that meeting, he did say Dublin will never be a sanctuary city. Okay. Um, okay. And I, you know, like I say, the fortunate thing for me is that this district, this is the most conservative part of Alameda County, um, but it still goes about two and a half to one Democrat over Republican. Okay. So, you know, yeah, yeah, and he's trying to, you know, kind of act like he's the Democrat, but I'm the one who's been the Democrat. Yeah. Uh, I'm endorsed by the party and all the local groups and that. The other big thing um, that resonates with a lot of people is the uh, the clean money aspect uh, of my campaign. Um, you know, you see a lot at the federal level, you're probably familiar with like, you know, the NRA backing Marco yeah. Rubio, yeah. and then Marco Rubio doesn't do a thing about gun legislation. You know, you, yeah. you can make that connection at the federal level. At the local level, it's largely about development issues. You know, as a council member, I don't deal with big pharma yeah. or the military industrial yeah. complex. You know, they're not, they're not interested in this election, but who is interested in these kind of elections is developers and property owners, okay. um, because they basically want to see zoning decisions made that allow them to develop their land in the most profitable manner. Uh, and that's the thing I've really been, I fought against in Fremont. Uh, I said, you know, I don't take developer money. Um, and now I've extended it uh, now that I'm running for a higher office, that uh, I don't take developer money. I don't take corporate money. I, even though I'm very strongly backed by labor, I don't take labor PAC money, you know, PAC political action committee. I just, you know, it, it and I'm getting outspent probably about three to one. The negative attack mailers and TV ads are coming hot and heavy at me. Um, yeah. But I'm still confident that, you know, the people will see through that. And uh, yeah. they don't like the fact that this money is actually in this race. And, uh, you know, it's, it's clear why, do, you know, it's kind of like, why do people do advertisements? Because they work and they want to convince you to buy their product. So it's, that's what's going on. Anyway, that's, uh, I don't know if that exactly answered your question, but that's yeah. kind of my yeah, little no, more on, than the, on the campaign. Yeah. So. More than enough. Yeah. Thank you so much for uh, just getting on for 10 minutes. Just no letting problem. Know about no your problem. And, uh, well, let me, yeah, right, right now I'm, uh, uh, you know, definitely in the, yeah. Your campaign, I, you know. Yeah, yeah. We, we, know your, we know your schedule is packed, so we're yeah. super grateful for just yeah. making us. Time. But after the, you know, should I get elected? I mean, definitely, uh, you guys are the kind of people I really want to talk to, uh, to yeah. see what we can do, um, you know, to, to, to focus on this. Because again, uh, I do want ICE out of our county. Yeah. Um, I think is, you know, it is to me, it's just the moral issue that, you know, especially for the dreamers, you know, the people whose parents yeah. brought them here, um, you know, we're, they're all, we're all human, you know, and to just treat people right. like they're not is just wrong. Yeah. So I yeah. definitely, uh, um, and I've known about Amnesty International for a long time. It's been around, um, okay. you know, since I, I mean, was, I know, I know oftentimes it tries to be kind of nonpartisan, but at the end of the day, I mean, you know, yeah. endorsing kind of like the democratic party has always been kind of against the family separation policies against the, uh, the injustices along the border. And so, it kind of turns into a partisan issue, but I mean, it is human rights yeah. at the end of the day, and we kind of want to focus on that. Yeah, no, and it's funny. This is a nonpartisan race. Yeah, um, uh, but I've heard people say every race is a partisan race. Right, right. Uh, yeah. And actually, my campaign manager is a political science major. She says the biggest factor, uh, if you ask people why they're voting this way or that way, it's them versus Republican. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, I mean, and a lot of people. I joke that all they they don't like, only read one letter. <laughs> Sort of yeah, they made up their yeah, mind, right. you know, and it's like, well, there's right. a little more to the campaign than one, you know, whether they yeah. have a D or an R, you know, but, uh, but people will, they'll make that decision. They'll go, he's the D, he's mine. So, right, right. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, so. thanks so much. And uh, we right. wish you the best of luck in your life. Right. Nice talking to you. Thank you so much. Thank you. Right, bye See you. Thank you.